Welcome back to the Patriot Leadership Podcast. I'm Lonnie. I'm your host. Thanks so much for tuning in and listening. It means so much if you just take a moment to to look down, share the show with a friend on, on social media or text it to them, whatever you got to do. But if you could share it with somebody, share the information about the show and just encourage them to listen, that would mean a ton to us. Thanks so much for, for doing that. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about sacrifice and service, you know, as a leader to support your team. I was going to tell a little story about, uh, you know, one point early in my Marine Corps career, I managed a uh, recruiting office. Our team was about five recruiters. We were covering six counties in North Central Ohio. It was a large area to cover for just five people. You know, we spent a ton of time on the road, driving around, going to different high schools, different colleges. I mean, we had, I think, 40 high schools that we were responsible for, you know, maybe about 10 or 12 uh, colleges, community colleges to, uh, to recruit out of. And it required lots and lots of hours in order to, to make our mission and, and, you know, find the people that we needed. Now, one, one thing I wanted to say about that is, you know, I, I didn't have to, as, as the person running the station, I didn't have to go with my recruiters. I didn't have to go out to houses with, with them to talk to kids. I didn't have to go to them with high schools. But I did. I spent a lot of time with them for, for several reasons. But, um, but it was important for me to get out there with them and be involved in what they were doing. You know, I wanted to see a couple of different things. You know, I wanted to see how they interacted with kids when they went to a high school. How they interacted with the faculty. Did these people know the recruiter? Were they familiar with them? And that kind of gave me an idea of how well my guys were interacting with, with the schools and the, the people that they were supposed to be interacting with. But also I wanted to see, you know, what were their sales tactics kind of like? What was their approach? You know, how, how did they get along with the kids? You know, how did they interact with them? Uh, it was important in that job to really understand, you know, what maybe some of their trouble areas were, what they were having problems with, and we could help train to that stuff. But it also gave them confidence, you know, to have somebody else with you to support you and help you goes a long way, especially in a job like that. It's hard going into a high school by yourself. You know, you, a lot of times you go into a classroom or you go into the lunchroom where there's hundreds or sometimes with these big high schools, there might even be thousands of kids in there. And to be there by yourself is sometimes uh, overwhelming, especially for a, a new recruiter that doesn't have a lot of confidence yet. And so it was important for me to go out there with them and, and help support them, you know, to make sure that they, they had the help that they needed. One of the things that, that it really did, too, is that it helped boost them in a way that because they knew that I cared about them. they knew I wanted to help them and they knew I cared even more than they did about the success of of the station about the team you know we 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 had to make our 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 monthly mission and it required everybody and I didn't just sit back and watch them work and hope that it worked out uh you know that's that's certainly not the way to do it another thing that I would do is I would go out to houses uh, you know, with my recruiters, they'd set up an interview with a, with a kid and, you know, it might be eight o'clock at night, you know, parents would invite you over after dinner, sit down with the family, talk about, uh, you know, this young person's future. And we would try to, you know, figure out a way that the Marine Corps could help them get where they wanted to be. And so a lot of times, you know, this, again, it's late at night, you might be there, you know, eight, nine o'clock all the way up till midnight. It you know, just depends on how good it's going, but there's been, there were times where we were there extremely late. You know, I could have easily gone home and just said, hey, dude, call me tomorrow. Let me know how it went. But that doesn't help anything. You know, to go there with them to the house, they see that you're sacrificing just like they are. 
Imagine how how they would feel if every night or several nights a week, you know, they're working till eight, nine, ten, or later, you know, at nighttime to go to these interviews with kids, and you're going home. You know, how would that feel? Do you think they're going to really want to do a good job? Do you think they really uh, feel like you're involved as much as they are when you're coming in in the morning, going, "Hey, how'd it go last night?" You know, it. it it, it really makes a difference if you go with them, if you spend the time with them. And it wasn't every time. Don't get me wrong. I couldn't possibly, and I had five guys, again, across six counties. I couldn't be with everybody all the time, obviously. But I was involved with each one of them enough where they knew that I, I, would, I would help them. They knew that I would spend the time to, to support them. And it made a world of difference. You know, because of this, you know, our team was highly successful. In the, in the two years that I led that recruiting station, we were 22 and two on making our monthly mission. And most of those months, we exceeded our mission. It, you know, in order to support other stations in the surrounding area that were, that were struggling. You know, my commanding officer would come to me and say, hey, you made your mission already on the 15th of the month, but this other station is going to fall short. We know they're not going to make it. I need you to, you know, write two more contracts or three more contracts or whatever it is to help support the greater team. And we would always do that. Because of that, there was those two times that we missed our mission. You know, there was one month where we doubled what our mission was to help other stations. And in turn, that caused us to fall short the following month because it took up all the reserves that, you know, we had kids a lot of times already kind of poised and ready to join in, in the next few months. We already had our mission kind of lined up. And, uh, but because we would, you know, kind of depleted those reserves to help other stations, it caused us to miss two times. And, and that was stressful and frustrating, but, but at the end of the day, because we worked so well as a team, because they trusted me and I trusted them and they knew that I, I was invested in this thing just as much or, or more than they were, these guys didn't care. They would do whatever it took to support the team. They wouldn't hold back. They wouldn't lie and, and hold kids back for following months for their own success. They'd give up everything they had because I asked him to, and because, and, and I did the same thing for my, my commanding officer. I trusted that he would take good care of me and he always did. And, and I, if he said he needed two or three more contracts, we would give it to him. Um, and even at the risk of knowing that, man, we may, we may fall short next month, you know, we're going to work hard to, to not let that happen. But, um, but we would give everything we had. And, and my boss was the same way. He, he treated us very well. And I felt like if he asked for something, you know, we were going to do everything we could to give it to him. You know, it was uh, towards the end of my, my time on recruiting, my commanding officer that I was just speaking about, he left to go back to the regular Marine Corps. And I was about to go back also. And we got a new commander. And I remember him coming down to my station for the first time, you know, meeting him. And, and, uh, and he asked me, he said, you know, I, I was looking at all the stats and all the numbers here, you know, your station versus the other, you know, 10 or 11 stations that make up, you know, our large recruiting area. And he said, you know, what, what's the secret here? Because, you know, you guys are, uh, you know, always exceeding your mission and, and, and doing great. You know, what's, what's the, the secret down here? Because you've clearly been more successful than a lot of the other stations. And I said, honestly, there, there's no secret. I said, you know, the, the one thing that I've just tried to do here is to create a situation where these guys on the team would work hard for me because they wanted to and not because they had to. And that goes a long way. 
because I supported them. I sacrificed to, to help them uh, just like they were sacrificing for me. I would do whatever it took to help them and they knew it. And because of that, they would go above and beyond. They wouldn't just do the bare minimum or do what was required. They would do everything they could. And and when you do that, when you create that environment, people will, will do anything to help the team. You know, in, in, in football, you know, you'll hear coaches say, you know, these guys will run through a wall or, or, or whatever to help the team. It's the same idea. If you want to do that with your team, you want them to, to be willing to do whatever it takes to help the team, um, to go above and beyond, to give the, the best possible effort day in and day out. If you want that, they've got to trust you. They've got to know that, that you're invested in this just as much as them. You're not just hiding in your office waiting for monthly reports to come out to gauge their success or, or financial reports or whatever. You're entrenched in this thing every day just like they are. And when people know that, they know you'll support them. You'll give them the resources they need to be successful. You'll make sure they're properly trained and, and that you care about them. They will do whatever it takes to be successful. It'll 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 almost eliminate uh, uh, any of the problems that you have because you're you're so involved with them day to day. You're you're really getting ahead of any issues that come up because you're you're seeing their struggles. You're seeing maybe where their short uh, shortfalls are in a certain area, and you're you're already trained to it. It just opens up a whole world, and it kind of goes back to one of the other the last few podcasts that we did where we talked about this. We talked about being involved with your team. The other, the other piece of this too, and I think this is where a lot of uh, leaders go wrong, is they're so concerned about their own success, it comes off as selfish. It, it's clearly visible that they're looking to make themselves look good so they can get promoted or they can make more money or they just get accolades for, for the success of the team. But what's interesting is if you do the things that we've just talked about, where you're involved with your folks so much, uh, again, this isn't micromanagement. This is helping them, supporting them, and then step back and, and let them uh, impress you with how great of a job they can do because you've you've properly trained them. You've, you've given them all the resources and tools they need to do whatever it is you're asking them to do. Then take a step back and just pop in and out and support them as required. You don't have to be there at all times. But you've already you're giving them the support on a consistent basis to to help them do the job that you're asking them to do. When you do that, you're going to look great anyway. I I got so much credit and awards and things like that during that time on recruiting, and you know those guys made me look like a superstar, and it was because of all their hard work. And again, they they were all we were all successful together. There, there was no situation there where, um, you know, if, if any one of those recruiters met their own individual quota, it didn't matter if, if the station didn't make it as a whole. We all failed. We all failed. It takes everybody to do their part. The whole team wins together. And again, if, is, is, the, is the leader or the supervisor, whatever the case is, is the manager, if you're supporting them like that, you're all going to win. You're automatically going to get the credit. You don't have to say a word. And you shouldn't say a word other than to compliment and thank your team for all the hard work and dedication that's going to automatically make you look good. And those are the things as, as a leader, there's a reason that the leadership gets paid more. There's a, lead, a reason the leadership has certain perks and certain you know upper management or things like that. There's a reason. 
But it doesn't come easy by sitting in your office doing nothing and just waiting to come out and tell somebody they didn't do their job right or to counsel somebody for falling short on a quota or whatever the case may be. That's not it. Going back to, you know, the recruiting thing a little bit, the, the pressure to succeed on recruiting is is unbelievable, really. And if you ever meet a, anybody, and it doesn't matter what branch, and the, and the Marine Corps makes it extreme, but uh, but the uh, the pressure to succeed is is severe. And, you know, it may sound silly, but it's honestly, it was more stressful than combat. You know, I, I did, uh, you know, serve two tours in Iraq, another one in Afghanistan, and, and none of those trips... Uh, were nearly as stressful as the time on recruiting duty. You know, a lot of guys and, and anybody that's been a recruiter would probably agree with me. You know, we used to joke that, uh, you know, our combat action ribbon from, from you know, those times in combat, that was the real recruiting award. Uh, that was the recruiting was the real combat action, uh, you know, <laughs> almost more than, than real combat. Going back to, to my time as a recruiter before I took over, you know, in managing a station, I had a supervisor who, as when he was a recruiter, was highly successful. He worked in a station all by himself, um, far you know, pretty far away from from the headquarters, um, and he was the kind of guy uh, who was a, a, ended up being a, a good friend of mine. I I really liked him, um, but when he was a recruiter, he didn't have uh, the kind of support that I was giving to my guys, and. But he was still successful. He was the kind of guy that still just went out, was successful, did his job, and, and, and didn't care. And that's awesome. A lot of people can't do that or don't want to that way. They don't operate that way. And when he took over as the supervisor of the station, I was a new recruiter at the time, and I was struggling. And um, I, I needed somebody to help me. I just It was just a, uh, it was a, it was a new thing. I had a hard time... Um, you know, kind of walking into some of these situations by myself. I really, you know, I picked up on it later and, and got to be pretty good at it. But but early on, you know, I needed that help and that support. And that just wasn't his style. It's not that, you know, he was a bad guy or didn't care. It wasn't that at all. I mean, he, but, but sometimes we felt like because his leadership style was to, um, you know, kind of focus on all the things he had to do, you know, and, and the job did require a lot. Um he didn't spend as much time helping us. I think that's just because he wasn't that kind of person. He was able to do it by himself without that kind of support. And so I don't think he realized we needed, you know, more from him and something different than what he needed. And, and again, that's, that goes back to knowing your, your teammates, being involved with them and really understanding what they need from you. And I think you'll find in a lot of cases, they, they want, that support from you. They want to know that you're invested in this thing just as much or more than they are. And it'll really pay off for you. You know, again, at the end of the day, you know, as a leader, you're there to serve the team. It's not about you. It's about them. And it's about the greater team. It's it's not to showcase that you're the boss and you're in charge and those kind of things. People don't like that. That really turns people off when it seems like, uh, you know, you're, you're more interested in making yourself look good. And and even though you might be sneaky about it or you might be clever about it or even it, it may not really be intentional, but that may be your behavior, everybody notices. You might think you've got people uh, snowballed or that they don't see it. 
everybody sees it because when you're in that position of leadership, they're all watching you. They're all watching you. And so you have to be very cautious of, of the way you carry yourself and the way you do things day to day because they're all watching. So again, at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's about you supporting your team, give them the training, give them the resources, give them your time, ask them questions. And, and when they know again, that you're involved and you care more than they do about their own success and the success of the team, people will do anything they can to, to help you succeed and, and everybody wins. If you or someone you know needs support with their team, you know, we can help. We can provide leadership training. We can help you build a winning culture into, into your organization. You know, a lot of times it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not a problem to ask for help. I couldn't, I never did this on my own. I had a lot of people that I worked with over the years that, that mentored me and trained me and supported me uh, to help me become successful. And, and you don't have to do it by yourself. There's people out there like, uh, like our team that can help you. And we would love to hear more about, you know, what kind of struggles you're dealing with inside your teams and see if there's a way that maybe we can help. Check out our website, patriotleadershipadvisors.com. And you can also check out Patriot Leadership Advisors on Facebook, LinkedIn, things like that, and see what's going on. Thanks again for listening. Get out there and lead your people. Thank you.